You're listening to EDX Education. This podcast series discusses play, being creative, and learning for children. Join Heather Welch sharing knowledge, information, and support on play-based learning. We'll explore the benefits, value, different stages of play, and so much more. Let's play, learn, and create to develop lifelong learners and leaders together. Hello everyone, it's Heather Welch and I'm excited to chat to you about play, or as we like to say, play-based learning or learning through play at EDX Education. Over the past two years, we've chatted on the podcast with so many experts, created amazing educational resources, experiences, toys at EDX Education. Over the last couple of podcasts, we've changed our format. We've gone down to just some small snippets talking about play. And so far, we've looked at the value of play, social and emotional learning, stages of play, parents, teachers, and our role in play, calm play. However, today we're going to discuss something that's actually been, it's a buzzword that's been buzzing around everyone, which is the benefits of mindfulness with children and understanding their emotions. And actually, this is a key one to myself. It comes close to my heart with my own children. So I'd love to discuss this with you today. You know, being aware of our emotions and understanding our emotions manifest in our body isn't something that comes naturally to all of us. Actually, if anything, for some children, it really doesn't come naturally at all and they don't know where these emotional dysregulation comes from. Look, the good news is that the practice of mindfulness encourages us to recognize our emotions to the point where we can take better control or we can manage over certain feelings and emotions to the point where you know, these behaviours, we can manage manage the behaviours. You know, through simple mindful activities, we can tune into ourselves and begin to take note of our senses and emotions more than ever before. And I think this is really important. I have a five-year-old who really has found it hard to manage his emotions due to th- frustrations that he's had. And we've really had to work with him on mindfulness techniques, which I'll talk about. You know, I mean, mindfulness doesn't have to start in adulthood. Children from an early age couldn't benefit from mindfulness, and that's what we're saying with my own children. Emotions can be confusing and overwhelming, and when a child's overwhelmed, they can get frustrated, and they then have have an emotional outburst of some stage. And sometimes we just look at the outburst rather than looking at the root cause of what the trigger was for that, and that's where we need to look at, especially for children. Mindfulness has been proven to help children have more control over negative emotions, stay focused and pay attention for longer periods of time. Also make good decisions, maybe better decisions. You know, the benefits of mindfulness is impactful and long-lasting for families, for teachers. The journey to establishing mindfulness into the household can be can be smooth with no added pressure. You don't need, it doesn't have to be a whole thing. It needs to be a calming and it needs to be, you need to just be aware while you're doing everyday exercises as well. You know, it's important to remember that we can teach our children to be mindful. Mindfulness isn't there to stop children from being children. I hate to say it, but having those moments where there is a little bit of whining, a bit of moaning, crying, tantrums, you know, that is normal. However, can we make less of it? Is it more than normal? Is Do we need to then be aware of it? Can they actually bring themselves back down? Or when they see red, they can't go back from it. So let's give them a little bit more, more of an awareness. You know, our feelings, what are our feelings, our simple things, our thoughts, and are we capable to shift our mindset from when we're actually feeling quite stressed and overwhelmed to feel calm and happier. How can we do that? You know, among the many benefits of practicing mindfulness to children, it's worth mentioning that 
you know, mindfulness allows better anxiety and stress management. It's, you know, as we said before, it's an increase in the intention span. This is amazing for school-aged children. This is something for school readiness we really need to think about. You know, an increase in empathy through a better understanding of regulation of their own emotion as well as others. So for socially and communication, this is really important. The other one is body and sensory awareness. So become aware of their body, their actions, their senses, and a stronger, maybe even a stronger connection with nature. If we look at it, there's lots of simple mindfulness exercises you can teach your young children that can help them improve their focus and they'll be able to calm their mind and, you know, have some fun activities. Tanya McElroy from Empowered Parents suggests the following exercises that are movements with their body that would help relieve the tension and help them become at ease. So if your child is in that state where you need to actually bring them back down, there's some mindfulness exercises rather than, you know, toys or anything like that. We can look at some exercises. Ones that she does mention are ask your child to stretch their toes forwards and backwards while sitting on the floor and to stretch their legs out. Then tell them to bend over and reach for their toes. Okay, take their mind off what they're feeling at the moment. The next one is standing up or sitting comfortably. Ask them to shrug their shoulders, first the left one and then the right one, and just keep doing it until they take their mind off it. Just right one up, left one up, right one up, left one up. Another one is tell them to stand up and pretend they're walking along a tightrope. If they're old enough to do that, they can even go on their tiptoes and see how they go. You know, there's another one is imagine their belly is a balloon of their favorite color. Breathe in and inflate the balloon. As they breathe out, tell them to imagine the air around them is turning into the same color. So it's using their body, a physical exercise and a mental exercise at the same time, which allows them to calm down. This is one that my son actually quite likes. It's not a glitter jar, which is what she suggests. She has he has one of these timers, and you turn it, and they had the colours go up and down, and you shake it, and then you stare at it until everything settles. And this seems to work when he's in a bit of a state, and he knows that he gets this certain toy, sits on the side, and he does it three or four times, and then he actually comes back to a much better place, and he's able to self-regulate. Another one is, is he explained to me the other night, which was quite sweet, is he smells the flowers and he blows a candle. He does this three times. He smells the flowers, blow the candle. And this actually is another one that you don't need any toys. You don't need anything. So if you're getting feeling like you're in a state and you don't have anything around, you can take yourself off and do this three times and then come back. Um, I know that another thing that, you know, say, for example, they've done for mindfulness with my own children is is yoga classes. There's some great yoga classes, just five, ten minutes. You know, it's an amazing thing to do with children and they just brings them back to where they need to be. It's a great thing to ask them to calm their body body and use their body physically and but actually the, and you know, mentally. You know, there is another one is some children actually find it really hard to describe their emotions. So sometimes it's good to draw their emotions or you can use, there's a lot of um, different cue cards or even little stones that have emotions on them and you can talk to them and talk to them about little zones as well, the emotional regulation zones. What you'll find is after a couple of minutes of performing, just say one or two of these exercises, so it's, you know, blowing the candle, maybe we've got the thing to shake as well, is the child becomes calmer and ready to accept like different ideas. You know, these can be implemented, you know, at home, in the kindergarten, at school, anywhere. 
As we mentioned, mindfulness helps children to self-regulate manage emotions. So when they make the transition to school and nursery, they can deal with more challenging environments. By getting children ready for this transition, it's great for caregivers such as yourself, parents, teachers to practice mindfulness with children. You know, there are five other ways that we can look at at the home to how we can demonstrate mindfulness into your everyday life. It doesn't have to be really complex. It just has to be we have to stop and think. It can be quite simple. So I'm going to talk about five different ways that now that we can put it into our everyday life without making it too complex. So first of all, we're going to talk about walking. You know, let's start with something really simple, a way to make your daily walks, whether it's walking to school, walking to the park, interesting and, and, you know, more mindful is to notice the birds, talk about them. How do they sound? How far are they away? Can you hear the people talking? What other noises do you hear? And allow the child, give these prompts and allow them to be present on the walk in the moment with you. Paying attention, having that connection that meaningful connection, noticing things usually helps to calm the child's mind and direct the back into the present. Children love these sort of games, you know, whenever you're walking. The next one would be is mindful listening. Now, this can be hard for some people. A fun and easy way for you to get your child to practice mindfulness is through sounds. You know, take a musical instrument you have at home or a soundtrack. You know, it could be anything. It could be it could be a phone, it could be music playing on Spotify, your child to simply listen, channeling their focus on specific sounds. With one of my children, he loves, you know, rhymes and riddles. So we play silly little songs that then he can laugh about. And then with my other son, he quite he plays electric guitar, so he quite likes listening to the sound and thinking about which instrument they're using. So he calming activity for them is music, but in two different ways. You know, you can ask your child questions about what they listened to and what they thought of it, how to make them feel. And it's quite interesting. You can incorporate this anywhere in the car, incorporate at home, incorporate on a walk. You know, the other thing is you just listen to simple everyday sounds as well. The next one is mindful eating. In the same way that you focus on sounds, you can do that during mealtimes. You can gauge the children's senses, encourage them to take note of their food. What does it smell like? What does it taste like? What does it feel like? Is it hot? Is it cold? Oh, is it crunchy? Does it make a funny sound when they chew it like an apple or a biscuit? Or does it like mashed potato and it doesn't make any sound? There should be more, you know, to a, a calmer meal time would be great for digestion as well. And also to be seated, seated at the table for longer. Make it interesting. Engage those five senses, which is great for mindfulness. One that people, some people might find a little bit hard is practicing gratitude. Being thankful for what we have in our lives can lead us to be more accepting. When things don't go our way, this is a super important for children. When children get upset, not knowing what they want, if they, if something isn't as quick as they'd like it to be, you know, sometimes they just cannot have it. So maybe we start practicing gratitude with three simple ways. We think about, oh, what's our favorite thing to do? What do we like about school? What are we thankful for? What's our favorite food? Now, all these things to be thankful for. And there could be little things like maybe it's a pet and we could turn, we can maybe turn, decrease the negative emotions around their life. You know, maybe they don't have that brand new toy. However, they have so many other toys or they can borrow toys or they can make a toy and make it really interesting. They have lots of experiences. We need to shift their mindset and their perception. 
The next one we touched on before is things like kids yoga, which you can do at home. So doing the physical exercise and the mental breathing as well. So practicing kids yoga, they can have some fun. They can put their bodies in all sorts of positions. And it's a great way to practice mindfulness and actually have a connection again with your children. So remember, mindfulness doesn't have to be a really complex thing. We can look at it, you know, in your everyday life. So what we mentioned is five simple ways to put in your everyday life is walking, mindful listening, maybe even eating, gratitude, even yoga. You know, playing and having fun is such a great way when you can be in the moment for mindfulness for both ourselves and our children. Being consistent will allow mindfulness to flow more naturally into our household, allowing it to become part of your everyday dialogue. And also, you know, the main contender in your activities will lead to a calmer, more positive days ahead. Be a win-win for everyone. Everyone enjoys having time together if it's in a calm environment. So maybe it's what's really nice to see is when you can have those calm moments together. And, you know, we're all realistic whereas there's many children, different ages. It's not going to be all the time, but, you know, it's a fun activity to do together. If you can find that mindfulness activity, you know, in your family, it might be going out to the park and having, kicking a ball around together, but being in the moment. So thank you very much for listening to us today. And I hope you learned something. And I hope there's something you could take away from being mindful, being more mindful at home or being more mindful with your children. Just remember EDX Education have a whole lot of, um, you know, play blogs. They've got a podcast, which you can listen to on Spotify, Google, Amazon, so many more, Emmeline. And there's lots of videos and there's games, there's downloadable resources for home learning, parents, teachers section. If you head to the www.edxeducation.com, there's even a monthly newsletter that goes out with some interesting tips that we have. So thank you for listening to us today on Play, Learn and Create with EDX Education. And we hope to hear from you soon. There are so many exciting developments happening right now in education. EDX Education would love to hear from you, so do get in touch or subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, and so many more. This podcast series is brought to you by Heather Welch from EDX Education, as she'd like to say, let's create lifelong learners.